Okay, today's daf is Shabbos daf Ayin Gimel. So we are about to start the famous Mishnah regarding the Lamentas Melachas, but one final sugya before we get to that. So we are on Ayin Gimel and Aleph, about nine lines from the top. The, fr- the last word of the line is Itmar. That's what we're up to. Itmar. It was taught in the base matter. So we were continuing this discussion with Abaya and Rava when someone did not have Kavana. To, he didn't have intent to do a malacha. How, at what point do we say he's a shoyge, he did, he did something you know, by mistake, and he brings a chatas, or something on a lower level than that? We call that misasik. He was literally had nothing to do, he had no intention at all of violating it. He, uh, everyone agreed if you, if you dropped your knife and you pick it up, and by mistake you cut a piece of grass, everyone agrees that's putter. There was a machlekes rav and abaya. When a person had a knife on the floor, he looks at his cucumber, he thinks the cucumber is detached, and he says, okay, I'm going to cut my detached cucumber, and he ends up cutting a cu- cucumber that's attached. Abaya says, You're, you bring a chatas, because you wanted to cut something. Rava says, it's not even a shaygeg, you're so far from, act, from having intent to violate Shabbos, totally putter, no carbon. So we're going to extend, we're going to continue this Machlekes with a few more cases. Itmar. They taught on the base matters. Niskavin Lizrak Shtayim. So a person wanted to throw something to Amois. We know when it comes to Haitzah and Shabbos in Rishos Rabim, the shear is Dalar Amois, four Amois. So he only wants to throw a two Amois. So a shuffle pass for those that are following the football, right? Shuffle pass, a two, a, a, a two Amois shuffle pass. However, he overthrew it. Zarak Arba. He ended up throwing it four Amois, which is the shear to be Machayev. So he overthrew the intended receiver. Rava Amar. Rava says, Potter, you're Potter because I didn't have in mind to throw it more than two Amois. And it's like picking up a cucumber. I didn't know it was attached. No, this throw is going to go past the intended receiver. Abai Amar. Abai says, Chayev. You're Chayev because you were throwing it. You didn't, know, you didn't realize that you're throwing it too far, but you threw it. The same thing when you Cut a cucumber. Abai says you cut a cucumber even if you thought it was detached or high. The same machlekes. So now, what's the chiddush of this machlekes? So Rava, my pater, Rava says your pater, why the law come chavin lizrika de arba? He didn't have kavana to throw it for. Abai am rechayev to hakam kavan lizrika ba'ama. We're going to see in the Gemara later on. The Gemara is going to ask what was the chiddush of this as opposed to the case with the knife and the cucumber. Now, next case, kasavar v'shus hayachet. Someone is. Uh, He's, uh, he thinks he's standing in Rishos HaYachid. V'nimtseis Rishos And it turns out that he was in Rishos So what did he do? He threw the same uh, apple or football, whatever we're talking about here. He throws it Dalar Amos. So he threw it the minimum shear of Dalar Amos. But over here, he thought he was in Rishos HaYachid. But he didn't realize he's actually in Rishos So Rava Amar, Rava says, you're putter. Same thing. I thought that this cucumber was detached. It happened to be attached. Okay, that's misasik. I thought I'm standing in Rishos and I'm allowed to play catch. I didn't realize it's Rishos Rabbim. That's a case of misasik according to Rabbi Potter. No carbon chatos. Va'abaya Amar Chai. Rabbi Amar Potter the Holy Kamechav and the Surah. I didn't have in mind to throw something that would be usher. I thought I was in someone's backyard. I thought it was. You wanted to throw. You can't tell me I didn't want to throw. You wanted to throw something. You threw a dot amos. You made one mistake that you thought it was a shusayachid. That mistake is called the chatos. That is the opinion of Abayah. So we have already we have three cases. We have a cucumber, we have a two-yard pass instead of four yard, four yards instead of two yards, and now we have a case where the person didn't realize where he was standing. 
And the Gemara says Utricha. And we need all three cases. Diash mina kamaisa, if you only taught me the cucumber case where the person thought the cucumber was detached and he ended up cutting it and it was attached to the ground, he did kaitzer. So bahu kamarav, maybe only in that case, Rava says that you're pater. I didn't have in mind to, to cut something that's usr. When I wanted to throw something to Amos and I ended up throwing it for Amos, that's different because part of throwing something for Amos is that it must go, it must pass to Amos. So this is part of a Maisa Isser. Now, if I would have stopped at two Amos, I would have been putter. But because uh, four Amos pass needs two Amos of distance, so it's more of a chiddush to say that this is totally misasik. Maybe no, maybe this is considered an, an activity of iser. So that's the chiddush. I would say, but who come out rava the halakam akavim lechatikah disura? Avon is kavim. This week shtayim is our. When a person had in mind just to throw two amos, he threw it four amos. The arba beloy taki le mizokale. Four amos pass without two amos in there is not called a throw. You, you need to have two amos. It has to go past two amos to be a four amos pass. And therefore, one could think, maybe in this case you would agree to Abaya that you'd be chay. And therefore, there was a chiddush. That was the chiddush. Rava says you're still not chay. Because at the end of the day, I did not have a mind to throw it four amos. So we got the first two. What about the third one? If you would have just told me the case of the cucumber and the case of, of the... Uh, four-yard pass, which was only meant to be a two-yard pass, I would have said, only here, Rava says, he, he didn't have in mind to do a Maisa Isser. A Maisa Isser of Shabbos is throwing something Dalit Amos. When a person wants to throw two Amos, his Kavana was never for a Maisa Isser. But uh, over here, Avil, in the case where he threw it for Amos, he thought he was Rishosayachid Vikasav, Rishosayachid Vinimsa, Rishosarabim, and it comes out as in Rishosarabim. What was his kavani here? The Mekavim Lizriga da Arba. Here, he wanted to throw a Dawar Amois. Now, on the books, a pass of four Amois is called Zrika Bishabas. That is called throwing something on Shabbos Dawar Amois. It happens to be, it depends where you're standing. But the action is a Maisa Isser. So I would think Ravo agrees in this case, where the person had him on to throw a Dawar Amois. He just didn't know where he was standing. I would have said, he would have agreed to Abaya that here you're Chayiv. Therefore, Tzricha, and we needed the Gemara to tell me all three cases Rava holds. Your Pater totally, there's no carbon, and Abaya holds, there is a carbon. Next, Tanan. So, yeah, Abaya holds, hold, it could be Chayiv, even if you have Chayiv Achatas, even if you have no intention of completing an Isserdik act. Yeah, exactly. Because I I wanted to do some I wanted to do something meaning something that mimics this act. I wanted to throw. I wanted to cut. Abaya says once you already had in mind to do something that resembles the Isser Shabbos, whether it was cutting a cucumber or throwing a ball, then even if you ended up uh, throwing it too far, so that's not called masasik. That's called uh, a shaygig. Again, we're working with the assumption that this is called masasik, which is true, that's how Rava Paskin. So it's hard to understand the bias position, but let, if, we, if we would look at the Gemara without you know, our, our Jewish education of Hilfah Shabbos, perhaps you could see that Abaya is correct. But the truth is it's very difficult to understand Abaya's opinion in light of how, how we were brought up, that Shabbos has to be where a person, uh, you know, not Mesasek. Mesasek means I, I, didn't, I didn't have in mind to do this action. So yeah, I agree that it's very difficult to understand Abaya's 
Svara uh, here. But as we know, we pass in like Rava, and all these things are misasig. Okay, so for the third time, we're going to bring the next Brisa. Tonight, we're looking at the Mishnah. Avoyt Malachos Arboam Chaser Achas. 39 Malachos, the Malachos Arboam, they're 40 Chaser Achas minus 1, so you have 39. Vahavinimba. And we, we, we ask on this, Minyan Lamali, why do I need to know 39? Who cares how many malachas? Who cares that there's different malachas? Laisasa kamalacha, you can't do malacha on Shabbos. Why do I care that there's 39 different things that, that one would be over? But Rabbi Yechanan says, Shemasan kulam let's say a person didn't realize these things are Asr, and he didn't know in between them that he violated an Isr, you were still Chayev for each and every one. When it came to Isr Chaylev, last few Dafim we spoke about this, a person eats many Kazesim of Chaylev, or he does many uh, sacrifices for Avoid the Zara, he's only Chayev one Chatas. By Shabbos, you're Chayev up to 39. Now, the question was how did this person? How, how can we say this person knew that it was Shabbos, but he mistakenly violated Lama Tesh Malachas? That makes no sense. We asked this question twice already. We asked this question many, you know, a few times already, that if a person knows what Shabbos is, doesn't that mean he knows Lama Tesh Malachas? So how can we say he was a Zadan in Shabbos, he knew it was Shabbos, but he didn't know the Lama Tesh Malachas? It doesn't make any sense. So we said maybe he only knew Tum Shabbos, and we'll have to get back to that answer again. So let's see what the Gemara uses this price to, to, to figure out our Gemara. Now, I can understand this Mishnah according to Abaya. The Amarki Hai Gavna Chayev, because he holds this case where a person had in mind to do a Maisa Heter and ended up that it did a Maisa Isser, you're Chayev Achatas. That's Abayah's opinion. Rava doesn't go with that, but Abayah holds, you're Chayev Achatas. So now we can understand this Mishnah. Mishkachasla, what would be the case? The Yoda di Shabbos. A person knows, he knows Hilcha Shabbos back and forth. He knows, he has Smich on Hilcha Shabbos. Viyadullah Isr Malachis, and he knows all 39 Malachis. He knows Hachashabas, Malachis, everything. The Bishirin, he made a mistake. His Kavana was to do something that's Pachas Mikashir. Now, again, Pachas Mikashir is still Asr, but let's assume we'll use the case of Haitzah, where Pachas Mikashir would be Mutter, and he had a mind to throw a two Amma pass. It ended up being four Ammas. So, according to Abaya, Shaygig. And every single Malacha will figure out. A way that a person had in mind to do some, to do that action, but less than the shear for a carbon chatas, he ended up going overboard in what he did, and that's why he brings a chatas. So that fits very well. If we go with Abaya, that we could find the case where, where a person who had in mind X and ended up doing a little more is called a shaygig, that would be an example of a person bringing 39 malachas, even though he knows it's Shabbos, he knows Hilcha Shabbos, but he forgot, or he made a mistake in his calculation of the Shi'urim. According to Rava, who holds that in that case, the person the two-yard path ended up going too far, he holds that's Misasek, your Pater, How could it be that a person knows it's Shabbos? He knows that it's Shabbos, yet he violates all 39 malachas. Now, what does he mean? What do you mean he knows it's Shabbos? What does Shabbos mean without the the Lamatas Malachas. So this is we brought it originally at Samachtes. The Rabyechan said, Let's see a person. His only mistake was he didn't know that a person's high of Kares on this action. So that makes sense. All 39 Malachas, he didn't know your high of Kares in it. He knew Hilcha Shabbos very well. He just didn't learn this parak of Kladobo. So he knows Hilcha Shabbos passes the Smicha test, but he did not know there's a Chi of Kares. According to Rabbi Yechanan, someone who violates Shabbos even on purpose. 
is still called the Shoyeg as long as he didn't know that there's a Chi of Kares. So that fits. Mishkachas la. The other la. The Shabbos belav. He knows that Lama Tes Malachas. One is over Leisasa by Komalacha. But he doesn't know that there's a Chi of Kares. Eliyah is. Aver Lakreb Shem Malachish. If you go like Reish Lakish. Da my Achi Yishli belav Kares. That the only time you call the Shoyeg is when not only did you not know that there's a punishment of Kares. You didn't even know there's a Lav. The other la. The Shabbos belav. What do you mean he knew about Shabbos? What did he know about Shabbos? If you didn't know the Lama Tes Malachas. Obviously, you're violating it. So, what did you know about Shabbos? And for the Gemara, as we had, you know, this is the third time. It must be all he knew was Tchum Shabbos. That's the only halacha he knew about Shabbos. So he knew it was Shabbos. He knew he knew he's not allowed to go outside the Tchum, but he didn't know the other thirty-nine malachas. So the next Mishnah, he did every single one of these Mishnah, the, the one the malachas in the next Mishnah, he violates all thirty-nine malachas. He would bring thirty-nine. Karbanis, and this is Aliba de Rabbi Akiva. This goes according to Rabbi Akiva, who holds that Tchum Shabbos is Minhat So that is basically the, the final sugya of the first part of Klagado. So Klagado introduces the concept of Chatas and Shoigig, trying to figure out before we get into which Malachas so of the Lamentas Malachas, what would happen if someone violates it. So we had fascinating Lamdus going through when a person's Chayav a Shoigig, when, when, when a person would be, uh, be Pater, would be Masasik. It will come up later on in the Masechta, but this really concludes the first half of Klagado. So now, the next piece is the, is the new Mishnah. The Mishnah goes through the Avos Malachas, which we know as 39 Malachas, and this will probably basically take us till the end of the Masechta Shabbos. So, we're going to get into where does the Lama Tes Malachas come from, the concept of the Torah putting... The, the Isser of Malach and Shabbos next to the Pesukim by the Mishkan. We're going to learn out something from that, something to do with the Mishkan. We're going to go through Avois Malachis and Toldois Malachis. Now, what is the rest of the Masechta going to focus on? So the truth is, we mentioned some of the details in Hilcha Shabbos, but if you want to categorize it, we're going to figure out many things. What's an Av Malacha? What's a Tolda? Why do we even care? We'll figure that out soon. One is only over when they do something kedarka. We had this already by Haitzah, when someone carries, if someone carries something shaloi kedarach Haitzah, you're putter. So we're going to go through all these malachas, what's called kedarach binyan, what's called kedarach tchina. We're going to go through that, what is called kedarach. Another halacha, which we, again, we mentioned already, malacha uh, shenetzricha legufa. Let's say you, you do something, you don't need the the result. We have this by lighting candles and extinguishing things. According to Rabbi Shimon, the only time you violate the Isidar Rice of extinguishing on Shabbos is when you need the charcoal, you need the pecham. We have this in Bamem Adlikin. We're going to get to Davar Shinim Eschavin, something that you did not have Kavana for the violation. You know what might happen? I close the window and I might trap a fly, but I don't care about trapping flies. Davar Shinim Eschavin. We're going to get into Mesasik. We already had Mesasik, the previous daf. Person thinks he's doing something mutter, doesn't realize that the cucumber is still attached to the ground. That's another detail we have to figure out in every single malacha. A few more. A malacha is only called a malacha when there's a kiyum, when it, when, it, uh, when, it, when it lasts a long time. We had this already when we spoke about Lego on Shabbos, playing Lego. This comes up when making a tie, when doing certain things on Shabbos that might, you might think is an Isra Daraisa. We have to figure out, is, that called, is there a kiyum there? Is it going to last? There's going to be a heter of Mekalkel, uh, if someone is doing something in a destructive act, that wouldn't be one of the Lama Tesmalachas. We also have to get into shear. What's the minimum amount? Cooking, of carrying on Shabbos. So we're going to spend some time on that. There's a heter of grama, that if someone didn't do something directly, that's another thing to think about. There's a interesting halacha by Shabbos called Shnaim Shasua. If two people do an activity together, you have two people carrying a, I don't know, a bag of potato chips. 
So everyone, we're going to see that we have psukim, they're putter, because only if one person does it, not if two people do it. And then we'll get into various dinim derabanan, taking medicine on Shabbos, uh, or different dinim derabanan on these Lama Tess Malachas. So with that introduction, that's really going to take us to the next, you know, 100 daf or so, a little less than that. But that's really the, the main, you know, meat and potatoes of Masech the Shabbos going through the Lama Tess Malachas. So it all starts... With this Mishnah, so Avos Malachis, so these, we, we already quoted this Mishnah a few times, but Avos Malachis, the uh, Av Malachis, there are Boim Chaser Achas. There are 40 minus 1, so 39. So the Mishnah literally lists the 39 Malachas. So I'll just do you a favor, I'm going to try to translate it, literally, and I'll also try to tell you uh, one way or another where it actually is practical Halacha Lamaisa. So here we go. Hazoireya, someone who plants. So... One halacha shayla, can a person drink a coffee on their lawn, Shabbos morning? Can he drink something on your lawn on Shabbos? Making a kiddush, you know, on your outdoor patio, and there's grass there. Is that called planting? So that's a shayla that comes up. Hachoyresh, plowing. Can a person, uh, you know, schlep your stroller over your lawn? That's another shayla. Vahakoytzer. Koytzer is to harvest. So a person uh, is playing with the grass on Shabbos, and he pulls out some grass. That's an iser of koytzer. But once we get into koytzer, we're going to discuss uh, many gezeras that come up that a person should not be dealing with trees on Shabbos because you might rip off a branch. So you have many shilas. Can a person swing in a hammock that's uh, suspended on a tree and a swing that's uh, attached to a tree? Many halachas. Vama amer, someone who gathers something. Maybe arranging a bouquet of flowers might be a shiloh of ma'amir, of gathering things. Now, you already see that we're already getting into the, the process of making bread. We have to plant, you have to plow. The Gemara is going to ask this is out of order. Then you have koitzer, you harvest it, ma'amir, and you gather it. Vahadash, dash is threshing, meaning you have, let's say you have your, uh, your husk of corn, you can imagine, and you have to pull, pull away the husk from the corn itself. So that's called dash, that's called threshing. There are many tailothes of dash. One of them is schita, of squeezing, or mefarik. There's a shaila of milking cows on Shabbos. In Eretzisrael, they have the shaila of a, a Jewish-owned farm. How do you milk a cow on Shabbos? There's an isra of dash. And uh, there's even a shaila for, for many people. You know, uh, women are nursing. And let's say they're pumping. Shaila of dash. Halacha is a shaila from this malacha of dash. Next, zoire. Zoire is a winnowing. So not so practical to find the case of winnowing vizmanazeh. But if you worked on a farm, you would, after you already uh, did your, uh, your threshing, so now you have husk and corn that they're separate from each other not attached anymore but it's all a big pile so you would take your uh pitchfork fling it up in the air and hopefully all the the chaff and everything will separate that was what zoira was so the place can discuss actually uh, aerosol spray when if uh something's get the particles get separated no, no one's machmer on that uh very few times where you're going to actually say that there's a uh, practical application of zoira in someone's house okay let's keep going boyer boyer is separating so there are books written on boyer you know, you, you take out the bad candy from the good candy and all the different halachas, you know, picking out your food from the salad. Usually that's fine, but we'll have to figure out at some point what is bayer, what is not bayer. Toichen is grinding. Someone's grinding pepper on Shabbos. That would be a problem. Okay. Merakid. Merakid is sifting. So if you're sifting your flour, or let's say a person has a water filter for his uh, bugs in New York City. So is that a question of filtering out... Uh, Bad from good. So that's another shaila of merakid of sifting. Lush, 
Lush is kneading. So you need two things together. Obviously, if someone makes a dough on Shabbos, that's the malacha of Lush. But we even will... We'll have to discuss what about making a tuna salad or egg salad with mayonnaise and tuna. You have to figure out, is this a, a problem of lush? Oife, bishel. So we already spent some prokim discussing how to avoid the concern of bishel on Shabbos, making sure your food is cooked before Shabbos and all those halachas. So that's one of the lamatas halachas is oife. So those are called the sidur de pas. That's getting us from, from farm to plate, from wheat to bread. So we figured out how to plant, plow, harvest it, sift it, and now we, we needed it, baking it. That's the first section of the malachas. Next, if you're keeping track, we have summer, uh, someone who shears the wool. So shearing wool would be a problem. One of the halachas that come up from shearing would be biting one's nails. When a person cuts wool, so you're improving the, the sheep's body. So many of the uh, Rishonim discuss, you know, pulling out a piece of hair, uh, ripping out a piece of hair from your beard, or biting one's nails on Shabbos would probably fit with the malacha of goizis. Okay, then you have hamalabnoi, someone who cleans something, you bleach it. So you have a shayla, someone spills something on his tie, on his shirt, you know, you put some water on it or some seltzer, but that's not, that might be an isidaraisa of malabin, of laundering on Shabbos. Hamanatsvoy, this is when a person, when you have the wool, so again, we have this wool, you shear it, then you uh, bleach it. Menapitsai is you disentangle it. So there's a good Shiloh. Can a person disentangle a shaitel? Would that be uh, an Isser of Menapet? Next, Vatsoivoi and dyeing. They would dye the wool after, after uh, you know, uh, after di- disentangling it. So Tsevea is a good Shiloh. Some of the contemporary Shilohs of Tsevea, you have uh, the Coors Light bottle that turns blue when it's cold as the Rockies, right? Can a person put that on the fridge? You could, but it's a good question. What about photogray sunglasses? Or your, uh, can a person suntan on Shabbos? Is that soivea by getting his skin to, to change colors? Can a person flush a toilet that has one of those blue uh, soap dispensers in there or something in there? You're, you're making the water blue. Good Shilas about soivea, adding uh, uh, grape juice to wine to make it look red, all these different shilas, tzveah. Vatoive, spinning. So typically people don't spin things in their house, but you could have uh, someone making tzitzis. They already, uh, the tzitzis are, are, are fraying. They put it back together by spinning it. That would be Nisada Raisa. Vahamesich, this is mounting the warp. So we know the uh, classic pictures that we've seen many times of the warp and the weft. So You'll figure the, you'll figure out, but the way you would you would uh, set it up that would be an insideraisa on Shabbos, and we have a few more halachas like that. You make these two uh, holes where they would put the uh, the strings in, so that's also a problem. Someone who weaves two chutin, two strings in this uh, in this device. That would also be a problem. So again, it's not typically going to happen, but theoretically, a person's putting together a basket, that would be oireg on Shabbos. If someone is poitzea, meaning it was too too long, so you have to shorten it or make it thinner. So those would be a problem if you're doing that on these chutin, on your on your uh, on your uh, loom on Shabbos. Next, hakoisher, someone ties something. So. You have good shilas of tying on Shabbos. Can you tie a garbage bag? Can you use twist ties on Shabbos? So that comes up. That's kosher. Vahamatir. Someone's untying something. So let's say a person is untying uh, the, the strings on your matzah box 
or I don't know if they have this anymore, but when I was growing up in New York, so your classic Heimischer uh, Bakery had the box, they had the string around the, the your, uh, your kakush cake, and they would tie the strings. Today they use a piece of tape, but back in the day it was a whole geschäft with the strings coming down, Beryl, Beryl knows about these things. Okay, so can you untie those, you know, when you have to get the kakush cake and nobody's looking, so you have, to, you have to untie it, so you just pull everything out. But can a person untie it? That would be, uh, uh, that would be matir, um, untying the knot. Vahatoyfer shtetfir is someone who sews uh, two two stitches, so you have a shaila of, of stitches on Shabbos. Okay, usually it's it's mutter, but it's a good shaila. Can a person uh, sew things together on Shabbos? Hakarei almanas litvar, someone who tears something almanas to put it back. So so karea, another shaila of karea. Many times karea is not going to be nisudaraisa. Many times we discuss tearing, you know, toilet paper, tearing a box of cereal. So typically it would not be a daraisa because daraisa, we see from this mission, has to be amenas litfar on condition that you're going to put it back together. Hatsot tzvi, someone who traps a deer, or even if it's not the deer, you trap or you catch fish on, on, on Shabbos. That would be tzeda. The An example would be someone who, who wants to trap a mosquito. So those, or even the, the Night of Buddha has a discussion regarding trapping people. Can you arrest someone on Shabbos? Okay, so interesting Shiloh. So usually uh, it's pekuach nefesh, right? So usually mutter, but, but it's a good Shiloh. Can a person, you know, hop, you know, catch people on Shabbos? That's tzad. Hashaychadai, someone who shecht something. So usually we're not shechting things on Shabbos, but let's say a person is, kills a bug on Shabbos. There's a roach, so he kills it on Shabbos. That's it. So or if someone... Uh, there's a good Shiloh, can a person spray raid or uh, you know, a different uh, poison? If that's killing the animal, it's a good Shiloh. Is that a problem of Shechita on Shabbos, of Natilas Neshama? So it's one of the Lamatas Malachas. Vamavshita is someone who skins the cow. So now we're already getting into the, the, the tanning process or the, you know, getting your, your meat ready. So Mavshita is skinning it. Typically it doesn't come up. The Paiskim, you know, discussed taking the skin off your chicken wings prior to eating it, but I have never seen any uh, poise that's actually machmir in practice that says that's a problem of mafshit. We understand that's derech achila. So, but theoretically, one could argue that's mafshit, you're skinning it, but that's how you eat it. Hamolcha is someone who salts the leather, the skin of the animal, that's the processing to process it into into hide, into leather, and a further uh, processing by soaking it. So. How did these things come up? Halachalamaisa today, it would be a discussion of someone who's making herring. He's 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 brining food that's not going to be eaten that day. It's a good shaila. So pashtas, it's it's an isra because it's a tolda of ma'abed. You're processing, preserving things. A person makes beef jerky or he salts fish, and he's not going to eat it at that moment. That's not for the suda. You got to put salt on your salad. But to, to, there's even a shaila. Can a person take a half sour pickle and put it back into a jar on Shabbos? Because maybe you're taking it from half sour to full sour. So depending on the brand. So it's a very good shaila. Okay, well, we'll discuss it a different time. But that would be perhaps an isser of ma'abe because you're preserving it. The same way they preserved the leather. So you're preserving these these cucumbers, these pickles. Hamemachakai. Someone who smooths out the hair of the of the of the uh, skin to to make it smooth. So we don't typically do that, but you'd have other applications of this. The tolda is mimareach, and that comes up. You know, hand sanitizers. Uh, you know, soap bar when you're spreading something on your skin. Many many shilohs. That's probably the most common shiloh I get. <laughs> Literally from the block is the is the cream shiloh. Can a person put ointments on this cut? That's your classic hilchah shabbos shiloh. You have other 
consideration there, but it's the question of memachik. Bamachatcha is someone who cuts something a very precise cut, or hakoitishte oisia, someone who writes two letters, you have your scrabble, shaila, and other times people write things, someone who erases something in order to write, so this gets into your ripping uh, your Splenda packet or your soda bottle that has the letters on it, so you clearly see it's not an Issa Deraisa, because there I don't plan on writing it back ever again, I couldn't care less, so it's definitely not Issa Deraisa, but that's a shaila cutting a cake that says happy birthday on it, so that's based on this mechika. Uh, someone who built something, so that's, you know, your Lego Shiloh, breaking things, opening cans on Shabbos, tuna can, that's soyser, perhaps, you extinguish a fire, so that's the question of, of uh, we, had, we had this in Bamemelik, in uh, certain fires you shouldn't use, you might end up being mechabed, because it smells, hamavir, someone who ignites a fire, so that's the shaila of your ovens, if your oven's off, you open it up, and as soon as you open it up, it turns back on, that's your question of mavir. Hamakavipatish, someone who finishes the job, he, he finishes the, with the hammer, that's the final p- p- uh, touch on the, on the keili, that's called makavipatish, so we have this a few places already, putting uh, shoelaces into shoes, uh, some price can hold electricity. It's called makabepatish. And we have many surum derabanan that are mishum makabepatish, like toivelin kalim and uh, different things that uh, we, we are concerned for makabepatish. One of them is clapping, clapping on Shabbos or dancing on Shabbos. That's a Gemara and Beitza. The problem over there is Shema Yitakin Kleshir. That maybe a person is going to get so involved in the music, he's going to play guitar. He's going to play guitar and the string is going to snap and he's going to put back the string. That's a problem of Makar Patish. And the final Malacha, which we spent already a few prokim discussing, is Hamoitzi Mershus Lashus. Someone who does Haitzah, you carry from Mershus Harabim to Mershus Yachid or Mershus Yachid to Mershus Harabim. These are your 39 Malachas. And we already went through all of Hilcha Shabbos here. Okay. Hare'elu these are the 40 malachas, meaning 40 minus 1, and that's your 39. Okay, so I am Gilmum Abayz, familiar words. Minyana Lamali. So we brought this already three times. So why? We should be able to answer it ourselves. Minyana Lamali. Why do I need this number 39? Who cares? By Avoid the Zara, we don't say how many different types of Avoid the Zara you could do. The person did it all with one halama, one forgetting that these are Asr. You'd be higher for each and every one of these malachas. So that's why we specifically care about 39 malachas. So now we're going to go through them one by one. Someone who plants and someone who plows. Let's see. Typically, you'd plow first before you get your your ground ready for seeds, you, before your ground is ready for seeds, you have to plow it to, to be able to, to stimulate the growth, right? So, listni chayrish, v'hadr listni zareya. So, the, the Mishnah should have said chayrish, and then it should have said zareya. And the truth is, you look at some of the halachas, halacha books in Shabbos, they put harisha prior to zareya. So, We'll see why they do that based on the answer of the Gemara. So shouldn't Chayrish be before Zareya? So the Gemara says, Tana The Tana was in Eretz Yisrael. And therefore, Because there, the ground is so hard that they would have to repeat the Harisha, they'd have to plow twice. 
plow once, plant, then plow again. So therefore, the Tana was telling me a Chiddush, that even if I already pl- plowed and planted and I'm just replowing, it's still an Isser of plowing. So the truth is, if you were writing a book on Lama Tess you'd be very well to say that Chayresh is first. It's just that this Tana lived in Eretz Yisrael, so he wrote Zareya first. And in fact, many of these Svarim, the Minchas Chinuch, I think, and the Igwe Tal, they start with Harisha first, but other, other, uh, other, other Svarim start with Zareya first, just based on this Gemara. Okay, that was a small question and a Teretz. Next, Tana Hazareya, we have another Brisa. Hazareya, someone who, who uh, plants, we'll call that the yeshivish term planting, but the... Uh, the terminology really is sewing, so it's not sewing because I am a New Yorker. So sewing and sewing sound the same to me, but S O W I N G. So I don't know how to pronounce it differently than S E W I N G. Sewing, someone who uh, plants the ha zoimer and someone who prunes. So planting, pruning, the hanoitea or planting, hanoitea is when you take a tree, a piece of a tree, and you plant that into the ground. So you're not taking seeds. You go to uh, go to your local uh, home, you know, home improvement store. You go to Menards or Home Depot. You could find they have saplings of fruit, and some of my, my neighbor just did that. They took an orange sapling and they planted it in the ground. Okay, we were figuring out the the origin of uh, it's an orange tree, but the the origin of this tree. It's a whole machlekes regarding Arla. This person's a, a Jewish person, so we have to figure out. You can't rely on Svekas here. Is this? Uh, Arla, the Arla does apply in Chutzlar, is figuring out the, the, the origin of this tree. Either way, he bought it in Menards, and that's the story. So someone who plants this sapling, if you do it on Shabbos, this is the rice. This is uh, propagating. You take a uh, branch of an existing tree, and you dig it into the ground, and then from that branch will grow out a new tree, and then you cut off the, from, from the original tree. Vahamarkev, or you graft two trees together. All these things are kula and malacha achasin. They're all called uh, zareya, basically. They're all one malacha. What is this? This is allowing growth to happen. Either you plant seeds or you prune things out. You know, if you're in chinuch, you would say these are all forms of chinuch, right? You could, you plant the seeds. You hope it grows on its own. Zoimer is where you're you're pruning the bad stuff, making sure that, you know the the yetsahara is not there. But we call this. Uh, all, all different, various methods of getting things to grow. My kamash so what's the chiddush? So the Kamar says, The point is that if you did all these malachas, since they're all in the same category of planting, of, of allowing things to grow, you only have one chatos. Someone who who does zoimer? Zoimer means to prune. So you took a bad brown branch that was ruining the tree. You got rid of it. You're chayev mishum noitea. You're chayev the same way that someone who puts the sapling of a tree plants that. That's the same malacha as zoimer. Vanitea, vamavrech, vamarkev. But what if you did the other ones? You put this branch in. You grafted it. You uh, propagated it. All these different ways of planting trees. Chayev mishum zarea. So you're chayev mishum zarea. Because of Zareah. So the Gemara doesn't ask, Mishum Zareah in, Mishum Nateh what you only chayed Mishum Zareah of planting seeds, but Mishum Nateh not because of planting trees? So the Gemara says, Ema af Mishum Zareah, you're chayed too. And Rashi, tremendous chiddush, we do not have time to go through this. It's a fascinating lumpish uh, sugya here. Rashi learns, you're chayed two chatois. Even though we know there's only one malacha here of Zareah, according to Rashi, there's two malachas. There's Noteah, and there's Zareah. Seemingly, we have two chatas, which seems to go against everything we learned in this parak. 
lot to discuss. There's a Rambam, there's, there's, there's a other Rishonim Rashi, but let's just take it at face value. We're learning at Dafyami. According to Rashi, if someone did these things, you'd be chai mishum zareya and mishum noitea. Amr of Kahana. Of Kahana says, Zoymer, if someone, let's say you, uh, you see a tree and you're looking at the tree and you think, let me kill two birds with one stone. This branch is ruining the tree and I could use it for my barbecue. Okay? So Amr of Kahana, Zoymer v'tzorech le'etzim. Someone who does Zoymer, he prunes. And also, not only is he trying to prune the tree to make the tree grow better, the tzarech le'etzim, he also needs this wood for his bonfire. Chayiv shtayim. So in one action, you chayiv two malachas. Achas mishum koitzer, v'achas mishum neteya. You did katsira, you harvested, and you also, you allowed it to grow. V'achas mishum neteya. Amr Rav Yosef, Haiman the Kotel Aspasta, someone who uh, cuts this Aspasta plant in order that it should regrow the way these things worked, according to Rashi, was that it would, it would grow every, uh, every couple days, so you, you uh, harvest it, and then it would grow right away. So you're The way to get it to grow quickly is by plucking it. You pluck it. So you did two things. You harvested it, and you're pruned by allowing it to grow back very quickly. So think about it. Someone who weeds it's going to grow back right away. Again, there you don't want it to grow back, but here you want it to grow back as soon as possible. You're as pasta, and therefore you're chayef too. Amra, buy a haiman the konev silka, someone who cuts a piece from the silka from these beets. Same halacha, chayef shtayim, achas mishum koitzer, v'achas mishum zareya. So fascinating how a person could do one action and you end up being chayef for two malachas. Okay. According to according to Ghana, that you're chayef for koitzer and for Noitea, uh, you actually have to use it, you know, you know, for kites, or let's say you decide you don't, you, you think you want to use it for your barbecue, and then you're like, you know, I don't want to anymore. Are you, are you not hive anymore? What do you need in order to be hive kites, sir? Change your mind? If you, if you harvest something, let's say a person picks an apple, right, and they want you to eat it. So, hive mishum kites on Shabbos. Then you just change your mind. It's too late at that point. You already did the, you already did the iser. The iser was the kites, right? So, Shaggy, why would this be different? No? That's what I would think. I think that as long as, at that, at that point, when you decided to, there is a fascinating uh, uh, Rashash. The Rashash says, let's say, we know this by Bishop. We had this way back, first parakashah. As a person puts, we're going to run out of time. person puts dough on the, on the fire, uh, a piece of dough that's raw, and he leaves it there on Shabbos. So halach is, he's chayev bishol. Let's say he doesn't cook yet, and you pull it out, so he, he saved himself from a chi of chattas, right? The Gemara went into it, pulling it out. They said, Rabbanon, should he do it or not? Whole discussion. The Rashash says the same thing by planting a seed. You put a seed in the dirt. It didn't uh, take root yet. You go pull it out, pull it out quickly before you do it. All the other Rishonim say, no, that itself is called planting on Shabbos. Even if uh, you, pull it, you pull it out, you're still high. But just interesting uh, halacha where your machshava wasn't done. But here your machshava was, I pulled it off. I, I cracked off the branch. That is called Koitzer. Okay, now we're going to get into the next malacha of Chayrish. So, first word of the line, halfway down, Amud v'hachayrish. Someone who digs a hole, or a plows. Tana, hachayrish, plowing, v'hachayfer, digging a hole, v'hachayrish, making a furrow. All these things are kula malacha achasein. They're all one malacha of Shabbos. They're called Chayrish. Amrav sheishes, hoisleik avshushes unatala. Someone has a mound. Imagine you're a pitcher's mound. Unatala. And you level it off. If you do a bias in your house to make your ground level, that's called baina. You're fixing your, your floor 
That's called binyan on Shabbos. Basade, if you do it in the field, chayev mishem chayresh, or chayev because of chayresh of plowing your field, getting it ready for growth. Let's say a person had a hole and he filled it up with dirt to level it out. Babayis, in your home, chayev mishem baina. You're not allowed to, you, it would be an iser of baina of building that on Shabbos. Just by the way, there's an iser der abanan of sweeping your floors if you have a dirt floor on Shabbos because you might find these, uh, these holes and you might fill it up. So we'll get to sweeping our floors today. But the Gemara clearly holds us also because filling up a hole on Shabbos in your home would be baina. Let's say this was in the field, you found the hole and you fill it up. You'd be over mishum You're evening out the field for good, you know, grass growth or whatever. That would be a problem of baina. Oh, I'm sorry, of chayresh. Amar of Abba, hachoyfer gumah b'Shabbos ve'inet tzarech el la'afara. So according to the many Rishonim, what this means is a person dug a hole in his house on Shabbos. So here it's literally you're ruining your house. Ve'inet tzarech el la'afara. So why are you doing it? You need a dirt. B'Shas and Chak, you need a dirt, so you dig a hole in your house. Okay. Potter aleha. Everyone agrees you're potter. That is not called a malacha of digging on Shabbos. Why? Because there it's called kilkel. You ruined your house. We mentioned this in the introduction to the Mishnah. Anytime you're doing something that's destructive action, there's no violation of Shabbos. Even according to Rabbi Hudu holds that even if my the, the result was not the the, the proper or constructive result or the result of the base of the Mishkan. Still, your chayiv, that's only hani mili misakin. That's only when a person's fixing something. He did something constructive. Hi, a person who digs a hole in his house. Makalkalu, that's called makalkalu. It's destructive, and therefore that is not called a malacha on Shabbos. Next, the that's, that's not what he was mechaving to do, though. Why is that not in the same category of harisha when you didn't have in mind to be choresh? Uh, the classic case of uh, Dover Shein Oh, so, so there's two different things here. There's two machleksen. One's Dover Shein and and one's a Malacha Shein Tzrich Lagufa. The Rishonim ask, aren't they the same thing? But let's assume they're two different things. Dover Shein and means I know that I, I, I want to get from point A to point B, right? I want to walk through this field. Dover Shein and tells me I don't have in mind to plow. So I'm walking with, uh, I don't know, Chaim, uh, Chaim's case, the uh, high heels or something. I'm walking and I'm going to be plowing the field. So it's a Dover Shein and I have no kavanah to plow the field, right? That's one machlekes of Shem You have another machlekes of Shem Let's say someone is doing Malacha X, but the purpose, he knows exactly what he's doing. His purpose is for a different purpose. There's a candle here. He's extinguishing because it's too light for me. Rabbi Huda holds it's chayiv. Rabbi Shimon holds your putter. Oh, that's awesome in the Rabbanu, according to Rabbi Shimon. Because you only chayiv when it's a constructive, uh, the ultimate purpose for this malacha. Okay, let's let's go further. Vahakaitzer, someone who harvests on Shabbos. So Tana, we learned in a Mishnah, Hakaitzer, harvesting grain. Now we're going to use different terms for different fruit. So today we would just call it harvesting, but the Gemara used different terms. So habaitzer, when it comes to grapes, you call it baitzer. Vahagaitzer, when it comes to dates, you call it gaitzer. Vahamaisik, when it comes to, when you're talking about discussing olives, you call it maisik. Vahaira, that's by figs. Either way, you're harvesting something, you're doing ketzira, kulon, malacha, achas. These are all considered one malacha. They're all called sep akiras davar mimakam gidulai. Meaning, removing something from its source of growth, that is the Isser of Kaitzer on Shabbos. Amarav Papa, Haiman Deshada Pisa Dikla Va'atar Tamri. Someone who Deshada, he threw, he chopped a a piece of uh, a piece of, which means a clump of dirt ledikla to a palm tree v'utter tamre he chucks the dirt onto the palm tree the palm tree uh, you know sheds some of its palms 
Chayv Shtayim. He's Chayv Two. So he takes a tennis ball, chucks it at a tree. The grapes fall down. Chayv Two. Achas Mishem Toilesh. You did Talisha. You you uprooted the. Uh, the uh, the fruit from its growth, so you you uh, took took it off the off the ground, and va'achas mishemafarik. You also chay mishemafarik. So according to this, dash is when you separate the product from the chaff, the the corn from the husk. That's also called dash. According to this shita, you take grapes or you take dates off the tree. That's called dash. Rav Ashi no ain derech klisha bekach, the ain derech prika bekach. These are not the typical way you do prika and di and klisha, and you will not be chayv at all. One more case, maybe two more cases. Vama Amer, someone who gathers Amar Rava Haiman the Kanef Milcha Mimelchata. So the way we we discussed we we um, illustrated this before, way back is that when you have when when they would uh, mine salt, so they would put it in, you know in the ground, and you had the the uh, water would evaporate from the from the sun. They're called solar ponds. They still use this today in Brazil and Mexico. He holds that if you harv- you gather the salt, you'd be chayv mishema amer. The only time gathering is a problem on Shabbos when these things grow from the ground. But picking up toys on the floor, you might want to be machmir, but that's not called ma'amer on Shabbos. So salt doesn't grow from the ground. There's no problem of gathering on Shabbos. Vahadosh, dosh is the threshing. So tana hadosh So dosh, which is threshing, amenapets, which is beating this uh, this 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 linen. By or hitting the cotton, getting removing it from its seeds, these are the ways that the that the the industry standard of getting rid of or separating these things. They are all called dash. Let's just do one more piece because tomorrow is a long daf as well. So we listed all these different malachas. So the Gemara asks, Hainu Zaira, Hainu Bayra, Hainu Marakid. There are three different ways of separating bad from the good. Zaira is throwing it up in the air with your pitchfork, and the chaff, you know, uh, go, goes away from the from the grain. Bayra is separating it, and Marakid is sifting it. It's all getting the same result, different methods. So why do we have three different malachas? There should be one malacha of separating. Abai and Rava answer like this. Anything that was in the Mishkan, even though there's something else that's similar to it, and they're similar to each other, we still count it as one of the Lama Tesh So you're right, three similar things, but we, we, we count it as three different Malachas. So the Gemara asks, What about the stone that you would grind your wheat with? So Kitisha should be a Malacha. They would separate the bran and they would get white, white flour. So Amrabaya, so meaning, why is this not one of the Lamatas Malachas? Amrabaya, Shekane Ani Achapita Kitisha. Because an Ani eats his bread without Kitisha. An Ani eats holy bread, he doesn't take, remove the bran. So therefore, when we wanted to give the standard, uh, Malachis, how to make bread, so we didn't want, didn't think Ketisha was a universal practice. So that's why it didn't hit the uh, category of Lama Tess Malachas. Now it's still Usr, it'll be Usr anyways, but it wouldn't be one of the Lama Tess Malachas. So that's Abaya's answer. Rava Amar, I'll tell you why. Hamani Rebihi. This is the opinion of Rebbe, our, our Mishnah, as of Yudah Nasi, to Amar Avos Malachas Abram Chasarachas. We have 39 Malachas. Ve'ichisha Kaitesh, if you add Kaitesh, Havalei Abram, you have 40. So therefore, it must be that kaitish can't be added. So the Gemara says, that's not an answer. So figure it out. Take out one of these three, Bayer, Zaira, and Marakid, and insert kaitish. That's not an answer that we have to have 39. So take out one of these. 
So we end up answering like Abaya that the reason why Kaitesh is not on the Mishnah is because Kaitesh was not a universal practice and had to make bread. The wealthy people, they have their white bread. Your, uh, your, it happens to be today, it's the opposite. You go to Whole Foods, your white bread's uh, $2 and your whole wheat bread is expensive. But either way, the, uh, not, it wasn't a universal practice to use Ketisha to make bread. And when the Chacham and when Chazal wanted to put these Lama, or they saw what the Lama Tesmalachas would be, they thought that Ketisha should not be one of the Lama Tesmalachas, but the other one, Zaire, Bayre, and Merakid, those actions were done in the Mishkan, and therefore they are counted as your Lamites Malachas. Okay, Yashakoyach.